today on Locked On A's. We're going to be talking about the election results so far and where we stand with Howard Terminal, how that's looking uh, with some of the new faces that could be coming into office. Uh, we're getting a new mayor. We know that much. Who else is being elected so far? And then we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, a pitcher that the A's could claim off of waivers and who could end up being their closer in 2023 if they do claim him. Somebody that I'm excited about. I want to talk about him. Uh, and also politics, apparently. So let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 489 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Oakland's fight for a new mayor and also some city council seats in different districts and also the governorship of Nevada, Nevada. I don't know why I said Nevada. I don't like that. Nevada, that's the one. <laughs> and then we're going to be talking about a pitcher that hit the waiver wire. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you his name. It's Nick Anderson. Get excited about Nick Anderson, uh, potentially, probably, formerly of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, the Ace could have him for fairly cheap, so go get him. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of those things on today's episode. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked on Ace your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where you can watch this current video right now uh, and uh, see this face and what I'm wearing today. Ooh, it's not seductive. It's a, it's a, my, all of my jokes are now dad jokes shirts. Um, I wore this the day that my son was born. So yay. <laughs> also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I have it by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, make sure to also follow inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, just don't miss an article over there. There's good stuff over there. I'm writing over there as well in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. So uh, great A's content coming from me to you on many different platforms. But let's get into just the election so far. Um, First off, let's go over the, the people that were running and then we'll go in like where their races stand and then we'll get into uh, where some of those people land on Howard Terminal in the next segment. But uh, first off, for, for mayor, right now it is basically between Shang Tao and Lauren Taylor. Uh, ranked choice voting is weird. I don't necessarily understand it. It's my first uh, vote here in Oakland, so... I think that Lauren Taylor is going to win. I went on the website. I clicked down all the things. He never had a red over his name. Like he had been eliminated all through nine rounds. So it looked like he had over 50% of the vote. He had 50% of the vote in round nine, which I think solidifies that he would be the mayor. But I also am not exactly 100% sure on that. So don't quote me there. But so far, it is looking as though Lauren Taylor, formerly of District Five, six, five, what, whichever one, six, uh, Fort Life District, whatever, uh, is now going to be Oakland's new mayor, I think, uh, but Cheng Tao is also right there in the runnings, uh, in the running, maybe something happens there, but those are, those are the two main candidates, we'll get to where they stand, uh, on Howard Terminal in a little bit, because they have both been on the city council, and I've tuned into those meetings, and I, I have a decent idea of where they stand on Howard Terminal. 
but the, the other the other big one, uh, the other change of power that was on the ballot uh, last night was in Nevada. I keep saying Nevada. I don't like that. In Nevada, where it was uh, incumbent Joe Sislak uh, going against... Is, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's two Joes. I was like, oh, no. Joe's the other guy. It's Joe Lombardo and Joe Sislak. Uh, and Joe Lombardo, the challenger, is currently leading by roughly 4 to 5%. Uh, Joe Lombardo has 50.6% of the vote uh, at last I checked about an hour ago. So that is, uh, that's a that's a good margin. He's, and uh, Joe Sislak, the incumbent, has like 45 point something. So there's roughly 5% difference there with about 80% of the vote counted. So... We'll see if that holds. I don't think that they have ranked choice voting in Nevada, but uh, if they do, I don't know. This is just going to be a waste of an episode, but I don't think they do. Uh, so if that is the case, we'll get into what that means in the second segment, but let's keep running down the, the city council uh, ones over here as well. Uh, in District 2, Nikki Fortunato Boss uh, looks to be gaining uh, re-election. It, it looks like she's going to be serving District 2 yet again. Um, so that's good news for Howard Terminal. If you've been following, we'll get into that. I'll give it away right now. Uh, she's been in favor of Howard Terminal in in the meetings. So th there you go. That's all that I had on her. She's in favor. Uh, district 4, my district, uh, we went with Jana uh, so, so far. I mean, she's up handily, like uh, two-thirds to one-third, essentially, over uh, Nena Joyner. But uh, Janani Rama, I want to say it right. Ramachandran, that's it, Ramachandran. Um, Ramachandran? Ramachandran sounds better. Uh, Ramachandran, uh, she is so far ahead by two-thirds to one-third, uh, basically 66%-ish to 35%, so eh, 65 to 35, let's let's call it that. And uh, so there's that. And she's had some words about Howard Terminal, which we'll get into, and uh, that those were not encouraging, but also... Maybe she's also changed her tune as she's focused more on city council. Uh, so, hey, we'll see with that, I guess. Uh, it's, it sounds as though she's flexible, but she's had some harsh statements about the Ace building at Howard Terminal, and I'll read those out to you guys in the second segment. But uh, finally, in District 6, uh, we also had Kevin Jenkins, who uh, I tried to do some journalism <laughs> and I reached out to the campaign and I was like, Hey, can I get a quote on uh, Howard terminal and just, uh, you know, where Kevin stands and all that stuff? Uh, you know, congratulations on being elected. I uh, haven't heard back, which it's the day after the election. I wasn't expecting a, a return this fast, but you know, the, 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 uh, the office has not responded to uh, requests for comments. So <laughs> I get to use that. Um, so yeah. Uh, but he did say on a, uh, video on YouTube in talking about Howard Terminal, that's, he, he wants to see the A's make a commitment to the city of Oakland, and that is a, a big thing for him, because he doesn't want to be left with the bag, essentially, like the Raiders did. Uh, he, he wants a commitment to the A's staying in Oakland, and a, a commitment to the people of Oakland, and so he wants to see that, see how the money shakes out. You know, it's a very, uh, in line with what a lot of the other council members are saying out loud as well. So, not, not a he seems good. He seems like a, a Howard Terminal, not advocate, but uh, like he'd be on board with Howard Terminal once uh, if, if everything shapes up well, financially and all that stuff for the city of Oakland and the people of Oakland. So uh, those are that's where we are so far. We're going to get into where, uh, you know, Nevada, Nevada, uh, Nevada. You know, 
we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Lauren Taylor and Chang Tao and where they stand, and also Janani Ramachandran. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about all those guys coming up in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. And Simply Safe was named the best ho uh, home security system of 2022. And you may as well just throw in best holiday security system because thefts are on the rise, you guys. <laughs> uh, and that was by US News and World Report. This is the third year in a row that they have won the best home security system, not of 2022, but third year in a row they've won that award. And in an emergency, they offer 24 seven professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off of any uh, of any 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 new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/url today. Did you see what I did there? I said URL. I'm supposed to put in the URL. The URL is simplysafe.com slash MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Uh, they're, they're good stuff. I, I enjoy their products. 50% off. That is a great deal. You got to go do that. But uh, we're going to have more coming up for you guys. I'm going to take one quick break, have a sip of some water, and then we're going to spit some facts about the people in government currently. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, so subscribe to the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, join our Twitter community, pose a question and they're over at Locked On Aids and, uh, you know, make some friends in the process. Why the heck not? And also make sure to go visit Inside the A's. It's an A's website run by this guy in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. It's great content. But uh, let's talk about the race uh, or the races that are still going on, nothing's been decided, but let's talk about the incumbent in Nevada, Nevada, uh, Steve Sisolak, and uh, what, what his comments were leading up to the election real quick. Uh, before, just a few days ago, uh, according to Mick Ackers of the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, Sisolak said that he he didn't want the state to build any more stadiums. So that was, that was helpful. That was good. So we were kind of rooting for him to win for Howard Terminal uh, purposes. I don't know what his politics are or anything, but for Howard Terminal purposes, uh, he seemed nice. <laughs> uh, he also told Mick Ackers in uh, uh, an article that uh, he's been in regular contact with Rob Manfred and A's president Dave Cavill and is relayed to both that there is no desire from the state to offer public tax dollars to help finance the construction of a ballpark. That is good. That is uh, that that would be nice if he was getting reelected, but he might not be. It might be Joe Lombardo, who 
is an unknown at this point, so that could make things interesting from the Las Vegas front, which had been kind of an empty threat, but now maybe it is going to be a threat. Maybe Lombardo is going to have some uh, some extra funds, or he's going to pull some funds from somewhere and lure the A's, or specifically John Fisher, uh, to Las Vegas. So that that is now a, a kind of a threat. We're going to see how it plays out over the next couple of months. Uh, he's probably going to have some words about the ballpark situation, and we can go from there, but... He is an unknown, and he is leading right now with about 80% of the vote counted in in Nevada. So we'll see how that goes. It's not necessarily the best news for Howard Terminal, but we'll see how it goes. Nothing is certain. Uh, and that, and also uh, Casey Pratt said that it's not you know doom and gloom by any means. Uh, a lot of the stuff is going to be decided at the county level. So, but it, this the changing governorship potentially could change things. So uh, that is from Casey Pratt of ABC7, the guy who. Everybody should follow for uh, Howard Terminal News because he's he's fantastic at it, uh, and he's also uh, kind of on the A side. They'll give you a, you know what's actually happening, which is nice. But let's talk about Lauren Taylor and Shang Tao real quick. Uh, Shang Tao uh, kind of was with uh, Kevin Jenkins. That that same line of thought, same line of reasoning. Where I want to see what the numbers look like. I want to see what I'm voting on before I say yes or no. Uh, emphatically. Uh, so that is kind of where Shang Tao is. She seemed like she'd be a good advocate, kind of like uh, Libby Schaff, the current mayor of Oakland. And so would be a, a fine mayor in the Howard Terminal sense. She'd be a fine mayor in the other sense as well. Uh, Lauren Taylor, who is another fine choice for mayor, uh, seemed to be the biggest advocate on the council when he was, well, I mean, he's still a member of the council currently, but uh, if he does become mayor, uh, he might be the most bullish of the, the mayoral candidates in terms of Howard Terminal because uh, there was one meeting, I forget which one it was, but it was earlier this year. He's He said something to the effect of, uh, this is the kind of project that Oakland needs to really start rebuilding. And uh, that stuck with me. Uh, that That's a, I mean, I don't know, that's not the exact quote. It was something to that effect. And uh, he seemed like he was very on board with making big time changes in Oakland like Howard Terminal. Uh, to really try and set the city on a, on another path. And so uh, it seems as though he might be a, another good advocate for the Howard Terminal projects, uh, for the Howard Terminal project. And I, I'm interested to see, maybe uh, he's a little bit more flexible than Libby Schaff had been. I'm not saying I advocate for that by any means, but uh, having him there instead of Libby Schaff may make things go faster. I, I don't know. This is just me spitballing with a live mic. Um, so... I, I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see if maybe there's now a, a battle for the A's between Lauren Taylor and potentially Joe Lombardo, if both of those two are in fact elected. Uh, and then uh, we have District 4, my district, who elected uh, Janani uh, Rama, Ramachandran. I can't... I, I know how to spell it. I. Anyways, let's talk about Janani Ramachandran. Um, real quick, she had some some words about the ballpark situation uh, just a, a few uh, at the beginning of April, actually. Uh, she said that she was just against the A's moving to Howard Terminal in April. Uh, and then in August, she said of Howard Terminal, this is not a project about economic development. This is not about jobs for Oakland. This has never been, uh, Ramachandran said, uh, this is about billionaire interests and billionaire-owned sports teams. And so that is a, a hard stance. Uh, but according to Stephen Tavares of the East Bay Insiders, uh, he said that 
He hasn't heard the same level of opposition from her on Howard Terminal uh, since she really started focusing on the council run. So uh, maybe she's a little bit... She, he thinks that she would be more flexible on Howard Terminal than it looked like she would have been um, just, you know, a, a few months ago. So that's... We'll see how that goes. It could be, uh, you know, a, a no vote. It could be... Um, Maybe maybe she's flexible. We'll, we'll see how that goes as well. But coming up on the show, we're talking about Nick Anderson, potentially the A's new closer for 2023. We're going to talk about it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow uh, us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And uh, again, inside the A's on both Twitter and on Facebook. Great content over there as well. So you can get your ace fix from me in so many different ways. A myriad of ways. Uh, and also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That thing is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I enjoy doing the videos as well. But let's talk about Nick Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Uh, because... Really, I, I want to make a song that would be his entrance music for when he's coming out of the bullpen in the ninth inning that just has Nick Anderson, you know, like Mr. Anderson from The Matrix, because um, I'm old and that's something that I think of. Uh, I thought that that would be a lot of fun. But anyways, he was outrighted off of the roster, off of the Rays 40-man roster because he's on the 60-day IL. So they outrighted him, essentially DFAing him, and so now he is on waivers. And uh, he is available to all 29 other teams currently. And the A's, because they were awful in 2022, I believe have... I mean, it. They, they if, as long as the Nationals don't pick him up, the A's could. I believe is how that works. So I don't think that it's like a fantasy football where it's like, oh no, we, we claimed somebody recently, so now we're 27th. I think that it's just based on record the whole time, but... I could be wrong on that, too. There's a lot of things that, uh... <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Nick Anderson. Uh, in 2019, he was traded from Miami to Tampa Bay. He finished the season cumulatively with a 332 ERA, but a 211 ERA in 21 and a third innings with Tampa Bay. And then in the shortened 2020 season, he had an 055 ERA in 16 and a third innings pitched. Uh, he also pitched a lot in, in the playoffs that year, and... You could say that, you know, oh, he wasn't as good, blah, blah, blah. But he was their main guy. They used him in every situation. And uh, that poor man, he had an 055 ERA that season. And then in 2021, he had a 450 ERA in just a few innings. And he needed elbow surgery last October. So not great on that front. And then he spent a lot of this season recovering from that. The first four months, I believe, recovering from that. And then he was getting back into pitching shape and was, I believe, on the mound in Durham. And uh, then he had uh, plantar uh, fasciitis, so you know, foot injury. And uh, so he just missed the rest of the season. So he's missed a lot of uh, this season and last season with injuries, both elbow and foot. And the, the foot injury is not expected to be significant. So he should be okay, we think. Uh, and if he is okay, I mean, why not take a chance on this guy? He can be lights out for a bullpen like the A's. And uh, he's also the kind of guy that I think the A's should definitely be targeting. They took a shot on, uh, what's his face, Trevor Rosenthal, just a couple years ago. They paid him $10 million. Uh, Nick Allen, or sorry, Nick Anderson, might actually be better than that. And he'd only cost you probably a million dollars in arbitration. And you get him for three years if he's healthy. And uh, he has that upside. He has that 
pedigree uh, that you know he's he's done this in the past. He's done this in the playoffs. Uh, he he'd be an intriguing guy for other teams to come and get at the trade deadline if he's healthy and if he's pitching well. And it's a $1 million gamble. I think that this is a slam dunk for the A's. They should definitely go pick up uh, Nick Anderson because he they could get something for this guy if he's back and healthy. You don't have to, you know, rush him out there. You'd even keep him for a couple of years and make him, you know, a, a slow investment. But you can keep him through or, you know, until 2024 trade deadline. And then you still have a year and a half of control. And he could really build up that value. And uh, I think that it'd be a solid bullpen pickup. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. But I think that he he has the potential to be a difference maker for the Oakland A's in 2023 if they decide to pick him up. Um, they also didn't want to pay Austin Pruitt uh, roughly this, uh, slightly more money than Nick Al Nick Anderson will probably command, but I think that Nick, Ander Nick Anderson is probably a slightly better pitcher too. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I I'm estimating that he's going to get like a million dollars in arbitration because he made like 875 last year, I believe. So slightly more, but not a lot because he hasn't played a bunch of times. So that's my personal estimate is a million dollars. That is not from MLB Trade Rumors. I did that on my own. So hopefully it's right. Uh, but yeah, Nick Anderson in 2023, closing out games. I think I would like that. Do you agree? Let us know on social media or in the comments down below. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. No, no, no. We're not doing the send-off yet. There's other things I got to tell you. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for your second lesson, go listen to the Locked On, today, or Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts just like us. So wherever, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go listen to them as well, because it's a fantastic program. Uh, I've said it before, but I did some producing on that show. It's wonderful. Uh, I, I love all the little jingles. Listen to it for the jingle. Screw it. <laughs> but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. <laughs>